And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is a wet and dreary Saturday evening right here in Northeast DeKalb County, Alabama. And that means you're listening to Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And you are a jackass. <laughs> and I'm also Matt Lasseter. <laughs> Forget to push any buttons lately? Shut up. <laughs> Like we always do at the start of every show, we want to give a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. No, seriously. Ask him about the buttons he forgot to push. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was great. Like you have never forgot to fucking push buttons. I haven't. Like it's literally your one job. <laughs> if you are hearing any noise in the background, it's fucking raining like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's mother nature. I can't do anything <laughs> about that bitch. <sighs> Movies. I actually watched a good one earlier. What was it? It's called Above the Shadows. Tell us about it. Okay, so basically the premise of the movie is um, it starts off with this just random family. Okay. And there's three children. You know, there's the oldest. And this is being narrated by... Not the middle child. Right. And she's like, you know, there's my older sister who's the pretty one, my younger brother who's the smart one, and there's just me. And so her mom dies of cancer, and then for some reason she just becomes invisible. Like, legit invisible. Like, nobody can fucking see her anymore. The fuck? It's fucking, it was strange, but it was wound up being a really good movie. Uh, and then, like, halfway through the movie, like, there's one there's one guy that can see her. And it was very interesting. Was it Haley Joel Osment? No, it had nothing to do with Bruce Willis. Okay. <laughs> no, this was uh, this was not Sixth Sense. <laughs> but uh, I did have Alan Richson in it. Who? He played Thad Castle. Who? You didn't watch Blue Mountain State? No. Okay, did you watch uh, the, uh, the Reacher series, the new one? I did not. What the fuck is wrong with you? Watch that. It's good as fuck. <laughs> um, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies they did? No. Yeah. Well, he voiced Raphael? Yeah. Fuck those revamps of the Ninja Turtles. No. They ruined my fucking childhood. I didn't mind the revamps so much because, let's be honest, Megan Fox is smoking fucking hot. I mean, you're not wrong, but... And Megan Fox playing April O'Neil. Yep. That one did it for me. But they're doing a new like thing that's like Seth Rogen's doing, and it's fucking horrible. Oh, of course. It's fucking horrible. Like, everybody's shitting on it. The right and the left are shitting on it. <laughs> did we make it political all of a sudden? What? Ninja Turtles. No. You said the right and the left. <laughs> no, it's because, like, well, the right are shitting on it because... Um, you know, they changed the sex of some of the characters, and they changed the uh, gender and the ethnicity ethnicity of some of the characters. <laughs> Learned they that made, a word. They made April O'Neil black. Which, I mean, whatever, but in canon, she's never been a black woman. No. Ever. Um, but, and I think, like, the left shitting on it just because it's fucking dog shit. You know, I don't... Uh... Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get all. Like, I'm convinced at this point that you know Disney. Even I know Ninja Turtles has nothing to do with Disney. Yes. I'm convinced at this point 
Disney is just trolling people. Like they, their, their goal is to try and weed out fucking racists. And that's a bad thing. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but for okay. So, as bad as this is going to sound, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Oh no, being racist is not illegal. Well, no, it's not. Uh, it's, it's when you act on those feelings and start committing acts of violence, you know, lynching, wiping out an entire race of people, Hitler. He didn't wipe out the entire race. Hey, he fucking and tried. I, can you call Jews a race? I mean, it's definitely a religion, but I don't think anyone's like, like just at the time it was definitely considered a form of racism. Like I, I can like convert to Judaism <laughs> and then I'm a Jew. <laughs> Again, at the time it was considered a form of racism, but be that as it may, you know, it's Little Mermaid. Live action film. Uh-huh. Made it a black woman. Okay. Big fucking deal. It's a fantasy fucking character. But she's always been white. And? Yeah, yeah, I didn't care about that one. Yeah. The live action Peter Pan film that they're doing. Same thing. Tinkerbell. Made her black. She's always been white. Okay, so why? Well, if you think about it... <laughs> Little Mermaid, Peter Pan, pretty much anything Disney did prior to, oh, I don't know, the 80s, everybody was fucking white or an animal. But can can we talk about why they're doing another Peter Pan when Robin Williams killed that shit? So, okay. Hook, yes, fantastic fucking movie. He did a great fucking job playing Peter Pan, but that was an original story. That was Peter Pan left Neverland and became an adult and then had to learn how to be Peter Pan again. Yeah, but you're not going to out-pan Robin Williams. You're just not going to do it. Sorry. I don't give a shit who you get. Like, But, I mean, every story for Peter Pan has always been Peter Pan was a boy. A child. Not to be confused with the man bear pig. Yes. Or the pig man bear. Man bear pig. <laughs> Super cereal, you guys. <laughs> I was actually just watching that episode the other day. <laughs> Fucking Al Gore, man. He invented the internet, apparently. Yeah, yeah. He did. That's a thing he did. <coughs> bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. But just before the show started, we were talking about another actor. Yeah. Who, as far as I can tell, is a phenomenal fucking actor. I think we've talked about him on the show a couple times. I believe we have. And we're, of course, talking about Clifton Collins Jr. Fucking amazing. He is a, he has such a wide fucking range. And he's funny as fuck, too. Oh, he is. He's fucking hilarious. I mean, Romeo and damn Boondock Saints, too. Yep. I can't remember what his name was in 187. Uh, Cesar Chavez? Yeah, maybe it was Cesar. Or was that... No, that, his name was Benny. 
Yep. Benny Chacon. That was the guy yeah. Samuel L. Jackson killed. Yeah. That was, well, yeah. He did murder the shit out of him. He did. <laughs> With a bow and arrow and a needle. No, 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 no. That's not. No, that's what happened to old uh, Cesar Chavez. No. Yeah. He shot him in the fucking heart and cut his finger off. What? Because he's like drunk as fucking piss. Oh, yeah, that's right. He fucking caved the back of Benny's head in with a two by four. And he fucking shoots him in the chest and he goes, fucking Indians and falls down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's right. He caved Benny's head in with a two by four. Fucked him up and stole his rosary. Yeah. And then uh, cut dude's finger off. It was, it, was, it was that finger. It was his trigger finger. It was it was a finger. It but, was his trigger finger. And, and then he did a whole lesson about phalanges. Yeah. Because he's a fucking psychopath in that movie. <laughs> he would, but oh my God, that was such a great movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, to be one of the, I guarantee you, lesser known Samuel L. Jackson films. Oh, absolutely. 187. <laughs> and I mean, you know, it was written by a teacher. Yeah. And... I, I've I've never been to an inner city school in Southern California. Probably hit the mark though. I've that you know I've never been to an inner city school anywhere to be honest. No, no. But uh, yeah, I'd say that's got to be a pretty accurate fucking description. Well, I mean, if you look at all the movies that ever depict inner city schools, let's see here. You got one eight seven. You got Freedom Riders. Uh, what was the one with Michelle Pfeiffer where she was a Marine? Oh, that was fucking... Uh, oh Coolio, God. Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Now i got to look it up. <laughs> Dang- Dangerous Minds? Was it Dangerous Minds? I'll let you know in a minute. God, it's been so long. I mean, it was in the fucking 90s. Yeah. It was a good fucking movie, though. The substitute. Wow, she was. I didn't know she was in that. That's interesting. Holy shit, she's in a lot of stuff. I need to watch. Do, do, do. Where are you at, you fucker? I think it would have been like ninety three. I think when that come out, ninety three or ninety four. God damn it! Getting my ass kicked by IMDb here. Do, do, do. Yep, Dangerous Minds. Holy shit, I was right. When did it come out? Uh, 95. 95, okay. So I was the closest without going over. But uh, well, I didn't wager a guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. Um, I also enjoyed the parody that uh, I think it was John Lovitz did, um, High School High. Oh, I never saw that. <laughs> this shit was fucking hilarious. But, yeah, um, The Substitute, like I said, with, um, uh, well, the original one was Tom Berenger. Yeah, and the second one was Treat Williams. And <laughs> All of the one. subsequent ones after that were Treat Williams. Okay, so, like, the first one was good. The second one, with the first one with Treat Williams was good. Yeah. Anything past that, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> like, just fuck them. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, they all depict inner city schools. And, uh, fucking another one was, uh, Lean On Me. Fucking Morgan Freeman. Okay. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. also a really good movie. Man, but, uh, that was a good fucking movie. Yeah. 187, Boondock Saints, and, you know, one of his lesser known roles that, you know, we talked about before the show The Last Castle. Good fucking movie. Very good movie. I mean, just all around, you got Robert Redford, you got Clifton Collins Jr., you got James Gandolfini. 
Mark Ruffalo. Mark much, Ruffalo before he was the Hulk. Before he was a woke piece of shit. Yeah, that too. Yeah. There were some more people in that movie. I cannot remember. Uh, no, that was that was like the main like. I gotta look up. No, that. like nobody else really. I mean, yeah, they'd done other work, but they weren't very well known that I know of. Uh, Definitely not a listers. Would help if I could spell castle. I already spelled it. I'm looking up the uh, cast. Must be nice with your super fast fucking internet out here. Um, I'm not on LTE, man. Uh, oh, Delroy Lindo. Let's see. Here. Played General Real- General Wheeler. I forgot about that. Man, totally being a bitch right now with my service. Okay, Robert Redford, James Gandolfini, Mark Ruffalo, Steve Burton, General Wheeler, blah, 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 blah. Clifton Collins, Clifton Collins Jr., I felt I felt like there was somebody else that was in it that was pretty big, but I guess not. Yeah, Delroy Lindo. Uh, aside from him. <laughs> but yeah, nobody else in that movie, like, I, I I really knew, like, didn't know anybody from anything else. Yeah, yeah, no. But, oh my God, such a good film. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. <clears throat> and it's rare to meet somebody that's actually seen that movie. Yeah, it really is like military. So it's for those of you that have not seen it or don't know about it. It's about uh, military prison. It was filmed in Tennessee mm-hmm. at a I forget the name of the old prison that they used for it. But I mean, this thing has been used for a lot of fucking movies. Yep, and uh, Robert Redford plays a three-star general. Disgraced three-star general. Who is sentenced to... I forget the length of time he's sentenced to this place. I think it was life. No, it wasn't life. I thought it was. No, because you remember his his whole thing when he was meeting with James Gandolfini? What do you expect from your time here at the castle? Nothing. Just to do my time and go home. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it wasn't life. But, uh... Yeah, so Robert Redford becomes an inmate at this facility, and he sees... A lot of the maltreatment of the prisoners. Yeah. Primarily from James Gandolfini, who is the commandant of this facility. Yeah, he was playing soldier. Yeah. Definitely. And Robert Redford basically turns the prison into his own private army. Yeah. And leads them in an uprising. <laughs> yeah, there was there was definitely a riot. Yes. You know, them... Jerry rigging a fucking trebuchet together. <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> Just hucking rocks. They took out a fucking chopper with some oxygen tanks. Yeah, they turned a fucking pipe and an oxygen tank into a fucking... Mortar system. <laughs> no, into an AT4. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were holding it. I yeah, dude shoulder fired that bastard. Yeah, because they had to, like, smack the end off of it. Yeah. To go. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Yeah, took out a fucking helicopter, took out a guard tower that way. Which I, I don't understand that one. Like, So the guard tower was already on fire. Okay, that makes more sense then. And then oxygen tank flies into guard tower and big boom. <laughs> yeah, fucked off the helicopter. And then got one, they fucking hooked one and landed it. And Mark Ruffalo was the pilot. 
so he had to like get in it to fly it. Yeah. I still don't know how they hooked the fucking thing and landed the motherfucker. Uh, with the uh, the water cannon. <coughs> yeah. They they took over the uh, the truck with the water cannon and basically turned it into a fucking uh, grappling gun. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good fucking movie. Now, I kind of want to rewatch that. I, it's on my voodoo. Yeah, I might have to like, look at that. <laughs> Oh man, but yes, Clifton Collins Jr. He is a hell of a fucking actor. He's he's got such a wide range. And if they do Boondock Saints three, I hope Romeo's in it. Oh, he better fucking be. He's still alive. Well, he I mean, was, he's fucked up, but <laughs> he was at that point. He could have died from his wounds. Yeah, yeah, they could write him off as dead. Like, yeah, he died in the prison. And at that point, it's just really. It, it's a death sentence to be the third guy in the boondock scene. It really is. <laughs> Fucking Rocco and then Romeo. Oh, God. You better pray if you're the third guy, your name does not start with an R and end with an O. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're pretty you're pretty fucked. Hey, we're going to make you the third character in this, uh, in this boondock saints movie. What's my character name? Tony, yes, I'm going to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I still like the way they brought Rocco back in the second one, though. Oh, yeah, his fucking ghost. Yeah, they, him and Greenlee, because at that point, Greenlee had already died. Yes. Old Green Beans took a shotgun to the fucking chest. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. <laughs> yeah. And did you ever, like, how long did it take you to realize that the little um, short person, little person. He's wicked short. <laughs> That's wicked short. Yeah, he was wicked short. Which he really wasn't. I mean, you know, what's her name? Said they were looking for somebody that was about five foot five. That's wicked short. <laughs> they depicted him to be a hell of a lot shorter than five foot five. Yeah, he was like 4'11". <laughs> he was hiding behind a fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, might I add. Well, but how long did it take you to realize that um, the guy that played him used to be on the uh, Nickelodeon show? Are you afraid of the dark? Uh, was it the dude with the glasses that it, it was his little brother? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, see, the first time I watched it, I looked at it and I was like, is that fucking Pete Wentz? And you probably have no idea who Pete Wentz is. I do not. He's the bass player for uh, Fall Out Boy. And he's like always wanted to do movies. And when you when I show you this guy, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, I can see it. Let me see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Make him bald. I can see that. <laughs> I was like, is that fucking Pete Wentz? I can see that. Because that was just going to be like extra cool points for the Boondock Saints movies and Troy <laughs> Duffy. Because I'm like, you went out and got fucking Pete Wentz to play an assassin? That's cool. Oh, shit. I completely forgot Peter Fonda was in Boondock Saints too. Yep. What was his name, though? What was his name in a world where you didn't know his name? <laughs> ah, there he is. Daniel DeSanto. Yep, that was him. 
But man, he looks like he could be Pete Wentz's little brother. He really does. <laughs> they look similar. <coughs> but yeah, he played uh, Tucker on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Dude, I used to love that show. Oh, that show was the bomb. That, I would rather watch that over Goosebumps. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, Are You Afraid of the Dark punked out Goosebumps like it was a bitch. I think they're supposed to be like redoing that. What, Goosebumps? You know, Are You Afraid of the Dark? They did a revamp of it back around 2000. No, I mean, like, here recently. But, I, yeah, I've not heard anything more about that. Oddly enough, he hasn't really been in anything. I mean, he was in Mean Girls. Oh, they did do it. I just don't know where to fucking find it. Uh, who knows? They did Are You Afraid of the Dark from 2019 to 2022. I have got to find this. Wonder if they made it darker for, you know, the people like us that grew up watching the show. Fuck, I hope so. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fuck yeah, it's on Paramount Plus, and I have that. Uh, I'm totally going to watch them, Aren't You Afraid of the Dark? Do you feel better now? I really do. <laughs> Until I watch the first episode, it fucking blows, and I'm going to be pissed off. Right. Oh, man. But moving on from that, we have some news to discuss. Do we have to? We have to. Damn it. Some interesting articles that I've I, I read these today, as a matter of fact. Well, look at you go. This first one that I'm going to cover, uh, I don't really, I mean, I, I can see both sides of the argument, but... <laughs> I think I know if I were in this man's position, which side of the argument I would lean on. Well, I would hope so, but dad discovers his daughter's a stripper refuses to make her car payments any longer. Okay. A father is making waves on Reddit for saying he is no longer making car payments for his daughter. Now that he's learned she's been working as a stripper. Did he post it in the AIT? Wait, AITA post yeah. subreddit? Yeah. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> oh. A man by the username of Living With Horse. I don't, I, Living with what? Living With Horse. Horse? Horse. Like H O R S E. Okay. Because the way you said it, I thought it said whores. And I was like, <laughs> how apropos. <laughs> wow. It's like he called that. Shared on the subreddit known as AITA. Am I the asshole? <laughs> his story of family drama and asked others for their input on the case. First and foremost. He got destroyed in that subreddit. <laughs> I guarantee you. First and foremost, you don't go on the internet asking for fucking advice. No, you'll wind up drunker in prison. He said he's a 47-year-old male who has a 22-year-old daughter. Okay. He said she's in college and lives there on campus. Mm -hmm. I agreed to help her make car payments since she was in school, he wrote. But the father said he recently learned from a young man he works with that his daughter now strips at a club about 40 minutes away. Mm -hmm. The man who did not share his location wrote, I confronted her on this and she said she didn't plan to do it. And that she needed some money. Well, I don't think anyone plans to be a stripper. 
Like, I don't think there are little girls out there going, and when I'm 18, I'm going to swing on the pole. <laughs> no, that's probably not a thing that uh, any girl no. ever plans to do. It just kind of happens. The man said he told his daughter he'd rather she, quote, work at McDonald's, end quote, not make money from the use of her body. Well, I mean, if we're just being honest, working at a strip club these days is like the PG version of making money off your body. At least she's not selling her butthole on OnlyFans. (laughs) That's true. He went on, we got into an argument, and I asked her to quit stripping and get a decent job. But she refused, the father wrote, and said stripping was easy money. And that offends all the strippers. (laughs) So basically, the man added, I said there was no need for me to pay her car payment any longer since she is making money so easily. And now we've pissed off all the entitled brats. Okay. He went on. She got upset and said that wasn't fair and that she doesn't make enough for that. I told her to figure it out. Okay. I'm going to stop right there for a second. Now, I'll be I'll be 36 years old next week. It's true. Be 36 years old next week. Not going to lie. I've been to a strip club a time or 12 in my life. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I can see that. And, you know, I've been to some really nice ones. You know, some upscale, quote, gentlemen's clubs. Uh-huh, yeah. And then I've been to some hole-in-the-wall places like the fucking Double Wide that used to be out at Gurley. You mean horse meat and a G-string? Yeah, that one. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and I just pissed off a whole other group of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking them off the list and not. And the common denominator between both of them is... Daddy issues? <laughs> aside from that <laughs> just saying <laughs> um, another group of people no drunk horny old men yeah yeah I could yeah I could see that I, I could see that who are not afraid to dish out fucking money thinking they're gonna take a stripper home which is just fucking stupid what I have okay there used to be a place in Scottsboro that I used to run pool tournaments at called Club Inferno uh huh this was not a strip club, ladies and gentlemen. Scottsboro will not allow strip clubs. They had that one, like, male thing that came through, but it, they didn't, like... That's what got them shut down. Yeah, because they apparently... I wonder if it would have shut them down if it was women shaking tits instead of dudes shaking dicks. I don't know, but the story behind that is this place, Club Inferno, um, had a ladies' night. That's what I hear. And they hired some Chippendales type men to come out and entertain for ladies night. Shake their dicks. They had to get approval from the city for this. And the city granted approval on conditions that the men were not stripping or anything of the sort. So technically speaking, if they would have just came out in in like... I don't know what they were stripping in. I guess it got down to like some kind of G-string looking thing for a dude. Probably. So if they'd have just came out in that, there would have been no issue. 
Technically, it was the, it was the act of taking your shirt off that was apparently the problem. Technically, uh, but yeah, interesting. Long story short, uh, that wound up getting them shut down. But it sure <laughs> fucked it because I was running their pool tournaments. Um, I was bringing them business and everything. Got to know the owners pretty well, and one of the owners owned this uh, strip club out in Gurley. If we can call it a strip club. Oh, we can't. <laughs> and he told me anytime I wanted to come out there, drinks were on the house, and I was able to play pool for free. So I said, fuck, free, pe- free beer and free pool and s- titties. <laughs> I mean... Ron White was correct. <laughs> Could be a 93-year-old woman. Y'all see me naked? Yeah, I do. I mean, seen one, seen them all. You know, seen one, you want to see them all. Yeah. I mean, and not entirely wrong. I went out there one night and was drinking my free beer, playing my free pool, was told I would not be welcome back anymore, at least not without paying. Because they didn't know that I can drink a lot. I mean, that's that. You should be like, hey, that's on the owner, fucker. Yeah. Um, but saw the same thing that I have seen at every single gentleman's club. There's some 50, 60, 70-year-old man in there mm-hmm. who's probably got a bottle of fucking Cialis in his back pocket. Could be Viagra. You Could be. Know. Some erectile dysfunction pill. Yeah. And a wad of fucking hundreds that he's thinking he's going to take a girl home for the evening. Yeah, these are the same people that think that uh, the Hooters waitress is attracted to them. Yeah. Uh, The same people that think the bartender likes them because the bartender called them sweetie. Yeah. No, um, that's not how that works. Uh, No. It is their job to flirt with you. It's... Yeah, that's how they make money. If they don't flirt with you, you don't hand them money. Yeah. And if you don't hand them money, they don't pay their bills. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> you ain't special. Uh, so going back to the young lady in question here, um, saying that she doesn't make enough money for that. Okay. I'm just speculating here. You know, I used to be a car salesman. Uh-huh. I know what the interest rates are like right now. I know what car payments are looking like right now. Mm-hmm. Car payments are not what they used to be, I will say. No, they're not. But, I mean, unless this girl's car payment is like seven, 800 bucks a month, which, <laughs> big doubt. Uh, I mean, still, even if it is, you mean to tell me that she's not making seven or $800 a night? Uh, in a month yeah like that was the only bill i guess she was not paying you know let's 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 be realistic about this she lives on campus at college no i mean that comes out of tuition that comes out of tuition but you know could be on student loans and could be hell grant could be you know we don't know the situation on that but the only bill i'm thinking that she was not paying that she would be responsible for would be a car payment because everything else was being subsidized by either her parents, who are paying for her to go to school, or the government, who is helping pay for her to go to school. And also, apparently, helping her pay for shaking her ass. But be that as it may, 
I just I don't I don't see it. I don't see her not making enough unless she's just a shitty stripper. Okay, let me um let me a a story that I know of from a strip club. Okay. So my buddy's wife worked at a strip club. She was not a stripper. Okay. She was she was just a server. All okay. she did was go to the bar, get drinks, bring them to tables. Okay. Um she was pretty well endowed in the chest area. And my buddy was at the bar drinking a beer just because, you know, that's what you do. Right. And his wife walks up to him and is like, um, hey, um, so these guys at this table said that they would give me like $100 if I showed them my tits. Like, how do you feel about that? He's like, you better go make that fucking money. <laughs> so if the waitresses are getting $100 tips to pull their tits out... You can't make $800 a month. <laughs> yeah. And you're dancing on the stage. If you are attractive enough to make it on the stage, then you are more attractive than the waitresses in the audience. Yeah. Generally speaking. Some of the waitresses are fucking hot and just don't want to be on stage. True. And I mean, I've been to strip clubs where <laughs> the waitresses and the dancers rotate. Yeah, I could see that. You know, some there there are some nights where... You know, they ha- they have a rotation schedule, so like they have a team A and a team B. <laughs> team A is dancing, team B is waitressing, and then the next night they rotate. Team B is dancing, team A is waitressing. You know what's even worse than the really old guy that's at the strip club at night? The twenty one, twenty two year old boot. No, from the military base <laughs> nearby. No, because that's expected. <laughs> that's a rite of fucking passage. No, what's 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 sadder than that is the fifty or sixty year old guy that's like having fucking breakfast at the strip club. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's worse. Oh man, but yeah, like I just I don't see. I mean, even the shitty fucking hole in the wall strip clubs that I have been to. I mean, girls are coming off the stage after fucking, what, three songs, ten minutes on stage? Yeah, just, I, I guess it depends on how they run their shit. Yeah, t- I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing it. Ten minutes, typically, ten to twelve minutes on stage, and they're coming off of the stage with fucking wads of fucking ones, fives, tens, twenties. And that's assuming she hasn't done any private dances. Yeah. Like, you make more doing that. Yeah. So, I see his point. Yeah. But I also see her point where, you know, like, why would I go punch a clock at McDonald's when I can literally go take my shirt off and make money? Like, I also see her point, too. Yeah, again, like like I said, I can can see both sides of the argument here. But I'm tending to see myself leaning towards more with siding with the dad. Well, like, I don't have to pick sides in the... Like, if I was mediating this case, like, if if, if I was mediating this, I'd be like, look, sir, you make some very valid points. This is your daughter. You don't want her doing that. You feel like it's demeaning to her. And it's dangerous. She probably feels like it's dangerous for her. But at the end of the day, she's an adult. Right. She can do with her body as she sees fit. Absolutely. So, like, I see her point there, too. 
Now, with that being said. Now, this is the point that the father made that I agree with. It goes on to say, the man, uh, the man said, she told my wife about what happened, and my wife is upset by her job of choice, but says it's unfair to me to stop, unfair for me to stop supporting her so suddenly over an argument. The father and husband also said, I think it's perfectly fair. It's my money and my decision when to cut it off. And that is a fair point. Because, <clears throat> and I will say this, technically speaking, by law, I only have to get you to 18. Correct. 19, 19 in Alabama. 19 in Alabama. But I only have to get you through the tutorial phase. Yeah. Once the tutorial ends, you're on your fucking own. Now, granted, most parents don't do that, especially in America. Most parents don't do that. Right. But he's got a point. It's his money, and he can choose to do with it what he sees fit. Correct. And if he doesn't agree with a life choice you're making, he does not have to support that life choice by paying for your car so you can have transport to said life choice. Correct. A father of four on the East Coast told Fox News Digital he has plenty of questions about the story. Does the young woman truly need the money? Why did she suddenly turn to stripping? He said there must be more to the story. He also said if all the father was paying for was his young daughter's car payments, and now he's stopped that because of her choice of work, then that's not right either. Again, I see both sides of the argument, but... Okay, I can explain to you how this happened. All right, she's living on campus, right? Yeah. So she's in the dorms. Right. All right, so she's probably in a dorm with a chick that either is or has been a fucking stripper. And she was like, man, I'm just so broke. I need to make some money. And she's like, well, let me tell you. You want to make some quick money, I can get you a job at this place, and you're going to make pretty good money. I, that's, I guarantee you exactly how that fucking happened. She's friend, she was friends with somebody who was or is a stripper. <laughs> One person <laughs> was particularly angry about the quote-unquote informant. Not any of the family members in this scenario. <laughs> Snitches get stitches, apparently. Like, okay. <laughs> that is honestly the best way to find out is somebody telling you because how much worse would it have been if he himself had went to the... We're, we're, we're ruining marriages here. Because not only did he leave his wife and other children, or, or leave his wife and maybe he has other children, I don't know, but he left her at home, went to a strip club to look at titties that aren't hers, a pair of them belonged to him. <laughs> he made those. That is even worse. Because then you've got to explain how you came about this information. And you either do the right thing, which is lie about it, <laughs> or you do the wrong thing, which is tell the fucking truth. So this is what this one person said. What kind of asshole tells a woman's parents that they saw their daughter stripping as if that's any of his business to get into? The person continued, your gross coworker who goes to strip clubs to ogle women, but then tattletales on them is the biggest asshole in this issue. And that I agree with wholeheartedly, 100%. Now, I could say this. Now, I would never tell anybody's parents, but if I went to a strip club and saw a chick that I knew, I'd be like, holy fuck, I'm texting everyone I know. 
If you ever wanted to see her tits, come here now. Said another individual of the same topic. Surprised the dad wasn't more concerned this co-worker was watching his daughter stripping. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, he had no control over that. Well, I mean, there's that for one. For two, the dad didn't know. Well, yeah, he for one, he didn't know. And for two, the co-worker has no control over whose tits he sees. So if, you know... God forbid, you know, I know that there are a lot of parents out there that are proud of their children, and I'm sure there's even a small select few who are like, yeah, my daughter just made Entertainer of the Year dancing at a strip club in Las Vegas. Or Entertainer of the Year at the Adult Awards. Either way. <laughs> you know. Either way. Well, okay, let's put it, let's uh, let's say you had a daughter that was old enough to be a stripper. Okay. And I just happened to see her at a strip club. You can't get mad at me. I didn't know she worked there. You didn't know she worked there. So you couldn't get mad at me for giving you that information. You could be like, oh, you can't believe you saw my daughter naked. That was not my intentions. Like, (laughs) I did not. I would have follow-up questions. I did not go there with the express purpose to be like, I wonder if his daughter works here. I would have follow-up questions. I would hope that you would. <laughs> um, one of them would be, why didn't you tell me this last night? Well, it, I guess it depends on when he told him, because we don't know when he told him. He could have texted him immediately and be like, dude, your daughter is here stripping. That's right true. Now. That we is true. We don't know when the dude told him. That is true. Um, <laughs> but in this particular scenario, you have not told me until the next day. Okay. Well, so <laughs> my question is, why are you just now waiting to tell me? Uh, well, maybe you were asleep. I don't know. Fair enough. Okay. Um, how long did you stare at her tits and how much money did she make off of you? <laughs> well, first off, uh, I'm not the type that would go sit at the where the stripper is and throw money at them. Like, I'm going to look, but I'm not giving you money. <laughs> I paid to get in here. I paid for my drink. Fuck off. <laughs> Oh, God. Another commenter was quite angry at the father for no longer supporting his daughter. And in this line of thinking, the commenter had plenty of company. I told you, he probably got ripped apart. In that fucking oh, he did. The, he said the man was wrong for adding conditions to his agreement with his daughter regarding the car payments after the fact. But would you feel the same way if he found out that his daughter was a heroin user? Uh-huh. and that the money he was giving her to go on the car payment, she was buying heroin with. I mean, it's still his fucking money if he doesn't agree with it. He doesn't have to support it. True. This same commenter called out the dad for shaming your daughter and for not being a man of your word. <laughs> Whole lot of entitlement in that subreddit. A little bit. <laughs> Another person on Reddit felt the dad was, again, don't, especially if you go on the fucking internet looking for advice, don't do it on fucking Reddit. Oh, God, no. I, that That's worse than asking for advice on Facebook. Right? That's worse than going to fucking WebMD to check your symptoms. Yo, you died four <laughs> yeah, months ago. Yeah. <laughs> I got a headache. You got AIDS. <laughs> Like, man, my head's really hurting. Oh, you died. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Do you have proof you're not dead? Oh, fuck, they're right. I don't. Another person on Reddit felt the dad was in the wrong for not so fully supporting his daughter through college. 
And how do you know that he's not? Not paying a car payment has nothing to do with supporting her in college. Right? She lives there. She doesn't need the car. Once again, entitlement. You could have avoided this, said the commenter directly to the dad, if you had chosen to fully support her through college. But you left her to her own devices, and she devised a decent way to make money. You have no right to judge her. All you get from the story is that he's not paying for her car. car payment. Nowhere in there does he say, I'm pulling your tuition funding. Like, he didn't say that. He just said, I'm not going to pay for your car. Right. Which leads me to believe that he's not funding her education. She could be there on a fucking full ride. She could be on a full ride fucking scholarship. And here's the thing about full ride fucking scholarships. You don't have money for meal plans. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have to work. Yet another person weighed in on this same point, writing, you may not like it, but stripping pays a lot better than McDonald's for fewer hours, and she doesn't have to run herself ragged while trying to study, work, and have a social life all at the same time. That's also true. That's a very valid point. But also, 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 you're in college to learn things, not have a social life. Correct. So, on that point. (sighs) The same commenter went on, unfortunately, minimum wage has stagnated for about two decades due to people your age and older insisting that it should remain low and that jobs like McDonald's are entry-level jobs and should be paid poverty wages. (laughs) I'm glad that person made that comment. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) I went to Arby's today. They do have the meats. They do have the meats. I ordered number one, beef and cheddar. Uh-huh. I'm not a fan of their onion bun. Okay. Not not the biggest fan of it. I'll eat it, but I'm not the biggest fan of it. I prefer to have it on a sesame seed bun. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So that's the way I ordered it. There were three cars ahead of me in the drive-thru. Uh-huh. When I pull up to the speaker, I got put on hold. Okay. For five minutes. That's a little bit of time. Little bit. But finally got my order placed. Had to say this twice over the speaker that I wanted a number one beef and cheddar double on a sesame seed bun. Had to say that twice. Then I had to repeat my drink order twice. The funny thing was, I ordered a Sprite. She started calling the order back to me. And uh, what did you say you wanted to drink? Did you say you wanted a Sprite? I mean, uh, not a Sprite, a Coke? No, I said I wanted a Sprite. Like you had it right the first time. (laughs) Not like those two sound even remotely alike and could have been misheard. No, no. But, be that as it may, I get up to the window, pay for my order. She hands me my drink. I put it in the cup holder. And then I sip. And I wait. And I wait. And I wait. And then she finally comes back to the window and asks me to pull forward because they're waiting on curly fries. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Cool. It means I'm going to have fresh fries. Uh-huh. So I pull forward to the door, and I wait, 
And I wait. <coughs> and I wait. And I wait. And I wait. And then I finally put the car in park. And then I waited some more. And then I waited even more. Uh-huh, yeah. After about 10 minutes had elapsed, mm-hmm. they finally brought my food out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's only a 10-minute drive from Arby's to my house. That's true. I get home. Yes. Pull my food out. Mm-hmm. The fries were not fresh. No. They weren't. They usually aren't. So I don't know what the fuck I was waiting on. Not fresh fries. I did, apparently. But they were not fresh. But I get done eating the fries. And I eat the mozzarella sticks. They got good mozzarella sticks. No, I fuck Arby's. Because the last time I went to Arby's, and this has been 10 years ago, I ate the mozzarella sticks and got food poisoning. Ew. So, no, fuck Arby's. I've never had food poisoning from their mozzarella sticks. I like their mozzarella sticks, but be that as it may. I ate the mozzarella sticks. And then I pull my sandwich out. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so happy to eat my sandwich. Yeah. I like, I like, I haven't had Arby's in a hot minute. Been a minute. I unwrap my sandwich. And it's on a fucking onion bun. <laughs> sure was. I've seen a picture. <laughs> yeah. I sent him a picture of the sandwich in the background. With the receipt. With the receipt. Pointing out sesame seed bun. <laughs> and and that's not the thing you got. So I got to call the store. Uh-huh. I get that uh, that half telephone ring. Mm-hmm. And then I get a message that says, nobody is available to take your call at this time. Please try your call again later. <laughs> you got told to fuck off. So I thought, okay, maybe it was just a bad connection. Because uh-huh. that's happened. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've called somewhere and got, you know, know that I dialed the right number, but the line still got crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I called the number back. Half ring. Nobody is available to take your call right now. Please try your call again later. Okay. These motherfuckers got the goddamn phone turned off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I called corporate. Uh-huh. Let them know that I was not happy. Yes. If you're out there listening and you work in the fast food industry, I am that motherfucker. You fuck up my shit. First, I'm going to call the store to try and get it fixed. And if you don't answer your fucking phone... Then I'm going to call corporate. Yeah. See, I, I don't, I, I tend not to do that. And that's mostly because I've worked fast food. Right. So, um, I understand that mistakes happen. They do. Just like the other morning. Um, I went to Hardy's for breakfast. Okay. And I was like, yo, let me get a bacon, egg and cheese biscuit. Okay. And a small Coke. Okay. And I'm leaving the drive through. Biscuit was right. Some mm-hmm. bacon, egg and cheese. Take a drink of my Coke. It was cherry Coke. I didn't even know Hardy's had cherry Coke. Huh. And I was like, well, that's not Coke. And that was the end of it. I was, Whatever. See, that's my thing about it, though. Arby's is the one, one of the biggest reasons why I stopped eating at Arby's, aside from the cost involved, because it's expensive. But one of the biggest reasons I stopped eating at Har- uh Arby's, Hardy's Arby's, (laughs) is every time I went there, they would fuck up my order somehow. Wrong drink, wrong fries, wrong number of mozzarella sticks. They would fuck it up somehow. 
<laughs> Wait till I tell you about Rainsville Sonic. Hell right. <laughs> Jesus. I, I literally, and th- this is totally out of character for me because I am, I do not, I am not a dick to people at restaurants. Right. And I went to order and I wanted what I normally get, which is a number two, which is a supersonic double cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. And I usually get chili cheese fries and a large Coke. That's what I get. Right. And I order it. And she says, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? So I repeat it. And she says, I'm sorry, I still didn't get that. Can you, can, can you, can you repeat that? So we're on three times I've ordered this now. Right. And I order it again. And I get to the window. And she's like, did you say that you wanted onion rings? I said, fucking chili cheese fries. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, I, I, I gave you my order three times and was not a dick about it. I get to the window. You're still actively trying to fuck my order up. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to be a little bit of a dick about that. Yeah. You know, like, should the minimum wage be raised? Absolutely. I agree. It should be raised. $7.25 an hour is not a, is not especially especially in this economy is not a living wage. Well, I mean it never really was if we're being honest. <coughs> but I say do away with minimum wage altogether. No, you can't do away with minimum wage altogether because then you're going to have people who, oh, well, uh, there's no minimum wage anymore. Okay, well, um, if you want to come work for me, um, I'll pay you $3 an hour. Yeah, and that and that business will go out of business. It might, it but, might not. No, it will because they will have no employees because they'll go, oh, you'll pay me $3? Well, the, the, the place down the road is going to pay me $12, so I'll just go down there. Yeah, see, if you give them a base minimum... They're going to pay you that. But <laughs> if you let the market dictate, you tend to get paid more. You see, I disagree just because in a capitalistic society, especially with the kind of assholes that we have, if you don't have a set minimum wage, then motherfuckers are going to be lowering their wages all and across the board. No, they, they, they won't. There's too much competition. Yeah, I disagree. I, I don't. But be that as it may, um, should a fucking 16-year-old kid with no experience whatsoever going straight into his first job be making $15 an hour just to fucking flip burgers and drop fries? No. Why not? It's not a fucking... There are fucking welders around here and plumbers Mm -hmm. that make $15 an hour. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. That requires a hell of a lot more fucking skill and training. Mm, does it, though? It really does. I don't know. Because, see, as a welder, um, you don't get screamed at by some Karen who didn't, who didn't get her iced latte in 37 seconds. See, there's a difference. Right. Like, you're dragging a fucking bead, and if you fuck it up, oh, well, do it again. You're not getting screamed at for hours. See, in a restaurant, you again. you're getting screamed at and cussed at and told you're a piece of shit, and you're fucking 16. <laughs> like, I got cussed I worse mean, as a 17-year-old kid at Pizza Hut than I ever have as a grown man. I mean, 
people are just fucking assholes. There's no doubt about that. Like, for one, and I'm just I'm I'm just saying this right now. If there is an issue, for example, Arby's constantly fucking up my order. If it was just a one time, one off occurrence, okay, big deal. Call the store, let them know, fix it. That's the end of it. Mm-hmm. Don't want a refund. Don't want my order remade. I'm just letting you know y'all fucked up. Do better. Mm-hmm. Couldn't call them in this case because they had their fucking phone off. So had to call corporate. If I had gotten hold of somebody at the store, it wouldn't have been the girl that took my order's fault because it was rung up right on the receipt. So she rung it up right. Mm-hmm. Would have been the line's fault. Uh, it'd have been a couple people's fault because you've never worked in fast food. I have. <laughs> we'll defer to my experience. <laughs> uh, it would be the cook's fault for not doing it correctly. It would be whoever is bagging the order for not checking. So that's at least two motherfuckers. Okay. Technically three because the way it worked at Sonic, if there was a special thing on an order, we would put a see me on the ticket. Right. We wouldn't even ring it up on the fucking screen. Like if you went to like Sonic and you were like, yeah, I want uh, this burger, but I want it made a, a special way like on toast. Yeah. We wouldn't hit the on toast button. We just put see me. That way, as you're making the food, you get to the order and you're like, hey, what's the see me on that? And then the car hop tells you what it is immediate, as you're making it. Right. So then you make it and then you bag it. And the person that bags it goes, hey, what was the see me on that? Oh, it was toast on the burger. Did you put toast? Yes. Okay, cool. You hand them the food. And the car hop goes, they put toast on that, right? Yes. Like, that's three yeah. levels of not fucking that up. Yeah. Either way, somebody other than the person who rang up my order fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So, I wouldn't take it out on the person that took my order. I wouldn't even be mad about it. The own the one time I have gotten mad with somebody in fast food industry like that, like what you talked about with the drive-through Exonic, yeah, was the fucking uh, manager at Taco Bell <laughs> accused my mother of yelling at her and hung up on her. My mother was yelling, yes, but my mother was yelling because she's half fucking deaf. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, I mean, technically not yelling at her. Yeah. But the manager caught a fucking attitude and started yelling at my mother and then hung up on her. Well, <laughs> we're not going to have that. <laughs> I don't give a shit if you got someone cussing you out, yelling in your fucking face, pissed off at you. You complain as they tell they're fucking pissed off at you. As a fucking customer service employee... Which, working in the fast food industry, if you're dealing with the customer, with the public, you're a customer service employee. You do not respond in kind. Well, now. <laughs> oh, okay, you should not respond in kind. It's a knee-jerk reaction. Because, let me, let me tell you this. Like, okay, if, if, we, if, if we fucked your order up, and you come in, 
and you're being a dick immediately. Like, I'm going to fix your fucking fuck up. But just know, I'm watching you. Now, if you are continuously being a dick after I've already said, apologize for one, because you're supposed to apologize. Yes. And I've already agreed to fix the fuck up, and you continuously are belligerent and being a dick, we're going to have words. Because I've done this before as a 17-year-old kid at Pizza Hut. Right. I was getting cussed relentlessly at the counter. And I just looked at this man, and I was like, Sir, if you don't shut the fuck up, I am going to clock out and beat your fucking ass. He said, Get me your manager. I'll beat his ass, too. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't get paid enough for you to fucking scream at me. See, as somebody who works in customer service now, which I do, I've yet to have a totally bad experience where someone is just chewing me out over the phone, which is real simple. I can just hang up the phone. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's a little bit different when you're standing on the other side of the counter and you can actually reach them. I mean, you could always just turn around and walk off. Let them just keep yelling. Just yell at nobody. <laughs> I'm not the one to do that, though. <laughs> I'm not a walk away kind of guy. I'm more of a come here, you fucker (laughs) kind of guy. But be that as it may, you know, there are ways it can be handled for sure. Again, people just want to be fucking dicks sometimes. Maybe they're having just a bad fucking day and, you know, that was the fucking catalyst that sent them over the fucking edge and caused them to go fucking Michael Douglas. Who knows? Maybe. But at any rate... Take that out on the wrong person. <laughs> you might get your ass whipped. You might. You might. Don't try that shit at Waffle House. But <laughs> if you work in the fast food industry, um, I would highly advise you at least have your phone on for the store. Well, it could be a situation. Like most rest, like Arby's, for one, is not a restaurant that does a lot of call-ins. Right. So they don't probably have multiple lines. So they probably have one line. And when it's being tied up, it pro- you probably get that half ring and it's busy or it says nobody can take your call. That's probably the issue there. See, like Pizza Hut has multiple lines. They have five yeah. separate lines. You call them. if it, do- it You call, like if you want to call Ransom Pizza Hut, 638-7575, it's going to default to that number. <laughs> Motherfuckers are going to be calling Rainsville Pizza Hut now. Do it. Fuck. <laughs> I'll even give you the area code, 256. But it defaults to that number, and if that one's busy, it shoots to the next line. And if that one's busy, it shoots to the next line until all lines are busy, and then it does nothing. So, But if you want to call and fuck with Ransom Pizza, you go right ahead. <laughs> Again, this is just my personal opinion, $15 an hour working in the fast food industry. Unless you are a fucking manager or you have, like, 10 years experience and you know what the fuck you're doing no starting out ten dollars an hour well you also gotta look at it though the people that make fifteen dollars an hour at mcdonald's it's very specific who can make that you have to be 18 out of school eligible to open or close like it's very specific who gets that money like everybody else just gets whatever they get 
What you what you what you looking for? Oh, I'm just continuing on skimming through the article here. Uh, well, I think we beat this dead horse. I think we have. Long story short, I see both I, sides. I see both sides. Kind of side with the dad a little bit more, just based on it's his money. <laughs> it is his money. He called JG Whitworth. <laughs> No, she would need to call J.G. Wentworth. She doesn't have the structured settlement. But she needs cash now. That's true. (laughs) She could call Goldberg. She could have. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where was this other article? Right there. No. Are you sure? I'm sure. (sighs) You and you see, I didn't even get the chance to read this article in its entirety. Long story short, <clears throat> a Delaware man. It, that's in the, our chat. Just, is it? Just scroll up. You sent that to me. Did I? Yes. I don't remember. Did I? I don't yeah, remember sending you, that you, to you, you. You did. Where the fizzuck is it? Oh, there it is. Six and a say. <sighs> Delaware man loses $125,000 property to squatter neighbor after trying to remove goat pen she built on it. Uh Uh-huh. A Delaware man recently discovered while trying to sell part of the property his family has owned for two generations that his neighbor had taken control of the land and he has lost possession after the neighbor claimed squatter's rights. In 2021, Burton Banks tried to sell part of a property his father had left him near Ocean View, Delaware, but found that his neighbor, Melissa Schrock, had erected a goat pen on part of the property and had been using roughly two-thirds of an acre of the property for decades. Mm-hmm. Banks took Schrock, who claimed squatter's rights, to court, and a judge ruled against him. Mm-hmm. The judge determined that Banks had not been a primary resident of the property for the last 20 years and only occasionally visited from where he lived in Atlanta, which, according to Delaware's adverse possession law, gives Schrock claim to the property after 20 years. Huh. It can be shocking because most people don't know about it. Widener University law professor Serena Williams told the outlet after squatters... What a fucking name. <laughs> right? Holy shit. <laughs> Do you think she plays tennis? Doubt it. I wouldn't. <laughs> Not with that fucking name. I wouldn't touch a tennis racket. <laughs> Told the outlet about squatters' rights in the state. The case was further complicated by the fact that both properties were owned by individuals for much of the last 20 years who are both deceased, Burton's father and Schrock's mother. Schrock's mother had also been given the land by Burton's father before he died and passed it down to Schrock when she died. Mm-hmm. It's just always been my backyard since I was a kid, Schrock argued in her counterclaim. In February, Superior Court Judge Craig Karsnitz ruled that Schrock had met the 20-year occupation requirement and Burton had not, so Burton was forced to hand the property title to Schrock. The value of the property Burton lost is estimated at $125,000. Yeah, that sucks. It really does. Um... Yeah, you know, squatters' rights are a thing. You didn't know that they had them in Alabama until I told you. Oh, I knew they had them everywhere. I just didn't know what the law was in Alabama. And it's 20 years in Alabama. Uh, 20 years, continuous, uninterrupted possession of the property. Then you can claim squatters' rights. But 
you also have to pay for the property taxes for that 20-year period. Which makes me wonder, like, were they paying the property taxes? Or was that not a stipulation in Delaware? I don't, I don't know. Let's see what uh, Delaware... Because if they're not paying the property taxes, then they have no case. But that not might not be the case in Delaware. Uh, let's see. So this is on a website, ipropertymanagement.com. It was last updated January 21st of 2022. Uh, squatting is when a person finds an abandoned or vacant property and moves in without discussing it with the property owner. It sounds like breaking and entering, except sometimes it is legal. Quick facts for Delaware. How to get rid of squatters. Follow the standard eviction process. Mm-hmm. Required time of occupation, 20 years. Uh-huh. Color of title, not required and does not make a difference. Property taxes, not required and does not make a difference. Okay, then he's fucked. Uh, let's see here. Squatters do have rights, but only if they fulfill the requirements for adverse possession. If they do not fulfill these requirements, they can be arrested as criminal trespassers. Uh, There are exceptions to the rule. If a person beautifies an unoccupied residential or industrial property, they could avoid prosecution for trespassing. This can include planting flowers, removing debris, or other maintenance or landscaping measures. Yeah, he's fucked. The property must not be in use for squatters to begin an adverse possession claim. Uh, Let's see here. If a landlord continues to accept rent from a holdover tenant without asking them to leave, they will become a tenant at will. Uh, Here we go. In Delaware, it takes 20 years of continuous occupation for a squatter to be eligible for adverse possession. When a squatter claims adverse possession, they have the opportunity to gain legal ownership of the property. After a claim has been made, the squatter is not a criminal trespasser and has permission to remain on the property. In the United States, there are five legal requirements that must be met before the squatter can take can make an adverse possession claim. The occupation must be, one, hostile without permission and against the right of the true owner, actual, exercising control over the real property, open and notorious, using the property as the owner would and not hiding his or her occupancy, exclusive in the possession of the individual occupying the real property alone, and continuous, staying on the property for 20 years. If a squatter does not meet these five requirements, they cannot file an adverse possession claim. Uh, In some states, squatters are required to pay property taxes to claim adverse possession. In fact, some states will decrease the required possession time for squatters who pay the property taxes. However, in Delaware, this simply isn't the case. Color of title or property property taxes records hold no weight in an adverse possession claim, and the required period for occupation is still 20 years. Yeah, he's fucked. Yep. (sighs) So... um, if you happen to be listening out there, if you got a vacation home somewhere that, you know, you might go to maybe once a year, I would highly advise that uh, each each trip you make out there, you go around your property. Well, see, it says continuous use. Yeah. Well, if, they, if they're not there when the homeowner gets there, That's not continuous use. Well, it's continuous use for 20 years. So if I own a property, say I own a vacation property, Uh 
and I'm there one or two times out of the year. Uh-huh. And I own, say, two acres of land with this property. Mm-hmm. If I'm riding around my property one day, and I come across your house, which is on the backside of my two acres, uh-huh. and I see that you have erected something on my property, uh-huh. I approach you and I say, hey... <laughs> Here's a map showing the property lines, and um, your cattle pen is uh, a good 200 yards into my property line. I'm going to need you to take that down and move it. Well, see, in Alabama, it wouldn't matter because I wasn't paying the taxes. See, that's the difference. See, she could get away with it because there's no tax liability for her. In Alabama, there's a tax liability. So the only way I could be a squatter and get squatter's rights on your property is if I am somehow paying the property taxes. Well, no, in Alabama, it doesn't say you have to be paying the property taxes at the time. Cause I mean, if you own a property, you're paying property taxes based on that lot that the tax office is aware of. Uh-huh. But if you carry over into another property, yeah, you're only paying the taxes still on your property. My question here. So in the state of Alabama, after that 20 years, if you make a adverse claim like they're talking about here, then you would just be required to pay the additional taxes on that additional land. My question is, how in the fuck is a third of an acre $125,000? Delaware. There's, that's fucking stupid. A third of an acre. It's Delaware. That's not worth $125,000. And it was two-thirds of an acre, but oh, still, no. <laughs> two-thirds oh, two of an acre. Yeah, no. Uh, what does an acre of undeveloped land go for right now around here? About eight grand? Uh, depending. Depending on the area. Uh, if it's road frontage, then right around 10. Yeah. But if it's completely undeveloped, not road frontage property, three to five. Yeah. Uh, and that's for a full acre. But be that as it may. Um, no, if... <laughs> If you own, like I said, if you own a piece of property and you only visit it once or twice a year, just when you, when you go, just go check on it. Might not be a bad idea. You know, like, like, like I said, if I, if I, if I ride my property and I see, hmm, I know my property line ends at that oak tree. This cattle pen is a solid 200 yards into my property. Go have a chat with my neighbor back here. See what he knows about that. And then come up. I'm, I'm going to hit you with that. I didn't build that shit. That shit was already there. In which case, I'm going to say, okay, well, it's not mine. That has never been there. So, um, but since it's on my property, it's mine to do with. I'm just going to go tear that fucker down. That's, that's finally I didn't do it. <laughs> but you did do it. You got no proof. <laughs> why oh why because we are the only two houses in this neighborhood in this scenario (laughs) okay why oh why would somebody come into this neighborhood just to put up a cattle pen on my property to frame me because they didn't like me (laughs) and they're trying to frame me and get me in trouble with the law i mean either way it's on my property therefore it's mine to do with so uh i'll go have me a bonfire that is your right to do, sir, because I didn't build that. Just call my cattle up a little closer. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Those cattle are on my property. I'm having steaks. Nah, 
Well, that might get you shot. <laughs> but it's on my property. Yeah, so will you. <laughs> You'll be there, too, when you take the bullet. <laughs> Wait for him to get off my property so they can't blame it on me. <sighs> but again, you're the only other house in this neighborhood in this scenario. Nope, didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know who shot him from 400 yards away with a smoothbore rifle. <laughs> That I don't own, and you can't prove that I own. <laughs> Oddly enough, sir, you're the only person in 100 square miles that owns a 50 caliber musket. <laughs> I'd be like, I dare you. <laughs> Fucking double dog dare you to pull ballistics off that motherfucker. <laughs> double dog. <laughs> and that's where they're going to go, fuck, he's got a point. <laughs> yeah, but in this case, circumstantial... Dude, if I actually did that, do you think it would still be there? <laughs> Fuck no. That motherfucker gets the wood chipper. <laughs> Holy shit. Boating accidents, huh? <laughs> Hell no. That's just rookie mistakes right there. <laughs> I'm going to shoot him with a smooth board, but I'm going to keep it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, God, if you were to hit me from 400 yards out with a fucking smooth bore, if I was the cop that showed up on that, I'd be... Well, that's just impressive. <laughs> Don't let him get to a <laughs> rifle with rifling. <laughs> we're all fucked. <laughs> he can do that with a smooth bore. We don't stand a fucking chance. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, just just keep an eye on your fucking property. Don't, don't wind up in this man's scenario. <laughs> yeah, because he's fucked. I, yeah, there's TC's got nothing. I still do not understand how two thirds of an acre is one hundred twenty five thousand uh, dollars. I mean, like even in this economy, I don't understand. I it. mean, maybe maybe that one hundred twenty five thousand. So maybe they're like just saying just that two thirds of an just that two thirds of an acre that she has her goat pen on entitles her to the entire property. I wouldn't think so. I mean, maybe. No, that would be extra bullshit. That would that would certainly be extra bullshit. Like that's enough to make a motherfucker go kill dozer. <laughs> <laughs> like hell no, you did not fucking get the welder. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, I think it was. I mean, it wasn't squatters' rights, but it was definitely some government inter- inter- intervention bullshit <laughs> for old kill dozer. For that led to the kill dozer incident, yeah, and he got the welder. Yep. <laughs> And I would like to point out, he wasn't planning on coming out of there alive because there was no way out. Nope. He welded himself in. And uh, I would also like to point out that nobody died in that incident except him. Oh, except for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he died. Yeah, yeah, he died. But Self-inflicted. Yeah. But he didn't, he didn't kill nobody. That wasn't his point. His point was not to kill anybody. No, it was to take out the fucking government infrastructure that fucked him over. And that he did temporarily i mean he definitely put a damper on their day <laughs> he slowed them down for a minute <laughs> is that bulldozer coming at us oh fuck it's a third one this fucking week but that's the thing that's the other thing dude didn't he do it on like a sunday yeah he, did, he made sure he did it when nobody would be there exactly i mean he wasn't trying to kill people no he was just letting them know you have pissed me off I'm at the, this is the last straw. I'm fucking your building up and then I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. In your building. 
that used to be here that is now underneath my bulldozer. Yep. Killdozer. <sighs> Speaking of the government pushing people to do some really interesting things. Yay, segues. <laughs> I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. You see, I honestly think you've been following this one more than I have. Oh, not really. I just I find it funny when... You know, we spend two years getting lied to, and then some videos come out, and everybody's like, oh, fuck. Now they know. Of course, we are referring to the January 6th incident. (laughs) Man, they shit the bed on that. Yeah. And they are pissed at Tucker Carlson. Oh, big mad at Tucker Carlson. You know, here's the thing. I watched January 6th as it happened. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't oblivious to the fact that some fuckery was afoot. Yeah, um, I watched it as it happened. I watched live footage from the fucking security cameras inside the Capitol building as it was happening. And, you know, I I saw the quote-unquote insurrectionists, the people kicking in doors and smashing windows and shit. But I also saw Capitol Police moving barricades out of the way and ushering people into the building. Yeah, that happened. That totally fucking happened, which, to me, does not an insurrection make. Well, see, here's the thing. What people, not people, what the left fails to realize, there's four sides to a building. Yeah. So the rioting happened on one side. Yep. On the other side of the building... They had a permit to be there. Yep. So, now, while I'll agree what the people on the other side of the building did was fucking stupid. Yep. Like, grade A fucking stupidity. The other people were let in. Yeah, they were. The the Q shaman, as they're calling him, was literally walked around the Capitol building. It was given a fucking guided tour by Capitol Police. They were trying to open locked doors to show him more shit. (laughs) He got into uh, one chamber. He actually said a prayer and was thanking the cops for the guided tour. Yeah. From Mike Pence's chair. Yeah. (laughs) That's a ballsy move. (laughs) But, I mean... <laughs> but that was an insurrection. And I also found out from some of the testimony from somebody that's worked in uh, Washington for like two decades that they didn't recess that day because of the rioting. He's because he's like, he said, I have been in the Senate chambers. When rioters made it to the, when protesters, he didn't say rioters, he said pro, when protesters made it to the Senate floor, yeah, he said, we still didn't recess. We removed them and kept going. Yep. No, they recessed that day to make it appear that the insurrectionist had stopped the count. Yeah. That's the only reason they did that. Yeah. Um, you know, we we we've been saying it on we've been saying on this show for the last two years that yeah, there were some bad things that happened that day, but the media was portraying it to be something that it was not. And now Tucker Carlson has brought receipts. 
Okay, so if it was a real insurrection, a real one, where they were trying to take over the seats of power of the United States government, why didn't they have a, anybody have guns? Right? Because here's what I know just about our government. You're not going to take it without guns. Yeah. Because if you're there like, hell no, we won't go. The fucking army's going to go, Reary. Uh, <laughs> this 50 cal on top of this uh, Humvee right here would uh, would beg to differ with you. <laughs> like, so I'm going to rack around, and then you're going to run screaming. Ready? And go. Shink, shink. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, no. Um, you can't insurrect without guns. Uh, you can be total dicks and a minor inconvenience. Yep. But you don't get upgraded to pain in the ass until you are physically holding the space with weapons and saying, nope, we're not coming out. If you try to come in, we're going to fucking kill you. Oddly enough, apparently, uh, to the left, all it takes to uh, storm the Capitol and take control is a flagpole. Just a flag, huh? Yeah, just a flagpole. Don't even have to have the flag on it. Just a flagpole. Just just the pole? Yeah, because, you know, it's got the pike on the end of it. Oh. You know, a spear, essentially. Oh, well, that's interesting. Not sure how that works. You know, I mean, you could you, you throw it at somebody, I guess. Yeah, but I'll just not let that hit me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've thrown a long spear at me. Please allow me to move. You know, you could, uh, I, guess, I, I guess you could like do like the charge thing with, you know, the thing and stab somebody with it, I guess. So. And I will olay that shit. <laughs> and you'll just keep on trucking. Not my problem anymore. He's past me. I might turn around and go, look out. <laughs> but it didn't stick me, so I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm just, it, it was, it was, it was, again, to, Let's see, how many times does this make? Uh, Jesse Smollett. Juicy Smollett. Yeah, Juicy Smollett. Um, call, called that one from the get-go. It's true. Uh, January 6th, called that one from the get-go. Uh, that, the whole um, NASCAR thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. Yeah, yeah called that yeah, one. Yeah, called that one. <sighs> I'm getting really tired of being right all the fucking time. It's It's exhausting. It's, it really is. Um, like, if you're going to craft a narrative, maybe sprinkle a little truth in there. <laughs> that way you don't look like such fucking idiots when it falls apart. Yeah. Like, the Q Shaman has been in jail the entire time. Yeah. And now there is video proof showing he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He was walked around. By Capitol Police. Yeah, at this point, with that video footage, you can't even get him for fucking trespass. No. You can't. Like, he was walked around the Capitol. He was, by Capitol Police, past other Capitol Police. Yeah. And the the Capitol Police officer, they said that died during the riot? He didn't. Or died because of the riot. He didn't. He's on video walking the fuck around. They said he took a fire extinguisher to the head. Didn't happen. Hmm. <clears throat> so, 
look, I don't know about like you guys, but when I was with a group of people and we needed to lie, the first fucking step is get your story straight. <laughs> that is step fucking one. <laughs> get your story straight. Do not deviate from the story. I don't give a shit how many fucking facts are thrown in your face. You do not deviate from the fucking story. You guys did not get your story straight. Nope. And you have no choice but to deviate. Nope. And I mean, I'm just, nah. again, I'm, t- I'm tired of being fucking right all the time. I'm fucking tired of it. Like, can we can we go back to the days when the media just reported on the news? Well, the facts they had available at that time. Well, I mean, we've yep. been being lied to by the media since the '60s. Yep. So, like the days of Walter Cronkite, he was a lying bastard too. I mean, he reported the facts that were available to him at the time that you know of. I mean, I would like to point out that. Operation Mockingbird took place in the 60s. I mean, <laughs> so with that being said, he was technically just part of the machine at that point. You know, like, <sighs> where did we go wrong with the fucking media? It's, it's not the media, it's the whole system. It is, but <clears throat> like, <sighs> because it used to be. This it used to be that information did not disseminate as fast as it does now. So, if you were in, let's say Atlanta, right, and a riot happened in Washington D.C., you didn't find out about it for a couple of days. Yeah, like it wasn't instantaneous. You didn't turn on the TV and go, "Holy fuck, what is that shit?" Yeah, no, you heard about it. And it it was easier to control the population that way because, well, by the time it gets to you, the story's straight. You can't, there's no video proof. Yeah. Case in point, what you're talking about, uh, the Titanic. Yeah. April 14th, 1912. Yeah. I have some uh, newspaper clippings at the house. Okay. I have an entire book of newspaper articles from the Times Journal uh, from... January to, like, July of 2012. Uh Uh-huh. And, of course, we know the Titanic sank April 14th. They did. At the time, the Times Journal was a weekly publication. Uh Uh-huh. You got one paper a week. So, they didn't find out here about the Titanic sinking unless they heard it from word of mouth. Until the newspaper came out, and it didn't come out for like another five days. Yeah, and and how would you have found out by word of mouth at that point? I mean, come on. Uh, You know, traveler. But come on, this area? (laughs) Like, no, they didn't find out until the paper told them. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, in this, you know, somebody could have had a friend in New York that already knew about it. Did did that? You you think they may have called them? Because I doubt it. Like, no, I don't think they called them, but you know, say like uh, somebody was planning a trip to come down here to see a friend or a relative on April the 15th. 
It, it's possible, but big doubt. And they come. I'm just saying, you know, it is a possibility. Because also back then, cars moved a lot fucking slower. Uh, planes were a fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't trust them back then. I don't trust them <laughs> now either. You, I don't think commercial was as big as it was now. Because if it was, the Titanic wouldn't have fucking happened. The rich people would have been like, fuck you, I'm flying. <laughs> so... I don't think commercial was a thing, or at least not a big thing at that point. But I'm just saying, it is a possibility. It is. But, but for the most part, no. Most most people around here wouldn't have known about the Titanic sinking until like five days after it happened. Most people outside of New York wouldn't have. Yeah. Because they probably didn't even know the Titanic was sailing. Oh, I'm sure they knew. <laughs> Maybe. Like, when do you think the English found out about it? <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, it, it, was, it was an English ship that picked up the survivors. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure somebody in the English government knew about it. Yeah, yeah. So they found out before the Americans did. <laughs> they were like, oh, shit. Fucky shit happened. <laughs> Bitches is dead. <laughs> dot, 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 dash, 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 dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, that's SOS. It's the only Morse I know. <laughs> it's the only Morse I know. I but do, it's a good one to know. I do that on my forklift sometimes. <laughs> when I'm driving through, I hear beep, 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 beep. <laughs> like, people just be looking at me like, what? It's SOS. Get the fuck out of the way. Oh, Jesus. You know... <sighs> I just I would I just would love to go back to a time when the media reported the news, the facts that were available. Well, here's the thing. Um they report the facts that are given to them, and they always have. I, I'm sorry, like that's governments were built to lie. That's what they do. I mean, true, but you know, let's take a look at oh Rachel Maddow, for example. Okay. You know, right after Trump was elected, uh-huh. she wasn't reporting, well, Trump won the election. No, no. No, she was, well, that's it. We're done for. We're all going to die. This is the end. <laughs> well, I mean, until it didn't happen, you couldn't prove that it was wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, no, but, I mean, she was one of the bigger proponents of the whole steel dossier and oh yeah russia gate and all that shit but okay so why did we get into vietnam well as i recall something to do with uh want to say gulf of tonkin incident it, it was the gulf of tonkin yeah and they have now proven that was false yeah never, never fucking happened we entered a whole ass fucking conflict because it wasn't really a war. Yeah, we never declared war. We never declared war. Haven't done that since World War II. <laughs> but we entered a whole ass war, quotation, you can't see the air quotations, but I'm doing it, based off flawed information. Yeah. What about the time um, that we almost got hit with nukes by Russia? Bet you didn't know about that one, did you? Are you talking about the uh, Cuban, Cuban Missile Crisis? No, I'm talking about something different. 
So, there is a Russian submarine just cruising along. It's a nuclear sub. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly what year it was. It's just scooting along, having a good old time. And they start getting reports from their fucking radar that we fucking launched against them. And they fucking SOS that shit right on up the fucking ladder and was like, oh, what do we do? And they're like, fucking launch back. And the commander of the fucking submarine was like, no, mm -mm, not doing it. I'm not. First off, I'm not in Russia. Fuck you guys. (laughs) But he refused to launch. Turns out it was a glitch in the system. So almost had a nuclear war based off a glitch in a system. If some random Russian commander hadn't been like, they would have nuked fucking who God knows who. So, in other words, we had a Crimson Tide scenario. Yeah, pretty much. It was Crimson Tide meets Hunt for Red October. Yeah, basically, like, like there was a legit glitch that showed that we launched against Russia, and Russia sent the the fucking order to launch back. And dude was like, I'm not doing it. (laughs) Like, told his crew, he's like, stand down, we're not doing this. By the way, if you haven't seen it, Crimson Tide is a very good movie. I would highly suggest watching it. Like, we have been in several conflicts under false pretenses. Oh, yeah. I mean, WMDs. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. It's no joke. It's no secret, rather. Not joke, but secret. That we were in Iraq to take Saddam Hussein out of power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were. You know, plain and simple, that was... Which <laughs> made absolutely no sense, and here's why, because Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. Yeah, true. Nothing to do with it whatsoever. No, that was John Bolton going, if we take Iraq and we get Afghanistan, we have surrounded Iran. They He wanted to be, he wanted Iran bookended that way they, that we could hit Iran. That's what they wanted. Yeah. But, so that's why we were in Iraq. We we should have been in Afghanistan. That's where the motherfucker was. Well, I mean, we were in Afghanistan. I know, but I'm saying that was the justified part. Like, should have been there, but it should have been go in, get the motherfucker, kill the motherfucker, bounce. Now, granted, I get that took a little while. Well, here's the thing. It took longer than it should have, because I know I've told you this before, and I've told this on the store, on the air before. I was watching this documentary where a SEAL team, I want to say it was SEAL Team 6. Yeah. I think in 2003, uh-huh. knew where Osama bin Laden was. They were on his fucking tail. <laughs> they had a sniper team set up on the fucking, like, pinpointed on the building where they knew for a fact that Osama bin Laden was. Uh-huh. And they were ready to take the fucking shot. Mm-hmm. And then a fucking suit from Washington told him to stand down. Uh, I can do you one better. Um, I'm pretty sure this is accurate information. We've been after Osama bin Laden since the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, That's because he was behind the first World Trade Center event. Clinton had the opportunity to snuff this motherfucker out in the 90s. Yep. And told them to stand down. Now, had he done that in the 90s, September 11 may, may have never happened. True. We don't know. It could have still happened. But 
we, we'll never know now. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, we should have been in Afghanistan. But. But we were. I, I know. I said we should have been. Like, that is the place we should have been, is Afghanistan. But I'm saying we were. I'm well fucking aware of this. That is the one place we should have been. That That's not the way you said it the first time. <laughs> but Iraq, we shouldn't have been there. Just like Syria, we shouldn't have been arming Syrian rebels. Like, that's not our... Pro- that's And, and those, those Syrian rebels, by the way? Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we went from beating their ass over there to giving them guns over here. Yeah. You know, the whole thing about the WMDs and all that shit, that shit was most likely just 100% bullshit, but... Oh, it definitely was. I mean, we did find weapons caches in Iraq. Yeah, but... I mean, <laughs> A bunch of them. <laughs> and some biggins. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... I know, I know I told you about the story when I was over there and we detonated a fucking weapons cache that... <laughs> Okay, so just to tell the story again for the new listeners, we had a uh, had a weapons cache that we found in Iraq. I was working as the journal clerk in the COC, and I was on duty for this event. Had just come on duty, and we'd been we dug up this weapons cache for hours. And we're getting everything thrown together, getting ready to do the fucking controlled debt. I'm on the Merc chat talking with the regiment. So I'm letting them know, hey, controlled debt, 10 mics, controlled debt, 5 mics, controlled debt, 2 mics. Be advised, controlled debt just occurred. Yeah. Soon as I said controlled debt just occurred, I started getting blown the fuck up on my Merc chat from the regiment. I'm talking a full bird colonel wanting to know what the fuck we just blew up out there. (laughs) We don't know, (laughs) but it's gone now. Because the explosion was so big that one of our satellites in in outer space picked up the fucking heat signature off of this explosion. Yeah, that was a big one. It was a big one. I wish I still had the video of that friend of mine that was on QRF had recorded it and they had to do like a fucking half mile safety cordon on this thing. I would assume so. Yes. That's how big this was. (coughs) But in the video that I used to have that a friend of mine gave me, if anybody is listening to this, that knows this event that I'm talking about, if you have a video of this, please send it to me because I miss seeing this, but (coughs) it's dark. It's black. Anybody who has been to Iraq and there's no moon outside knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about when I say it's pitch black. Screen is pitch black. You can't see a fucking thing. You can hear people talking. Yeah. And then you hear the call out over. Was that necessary? Maybe. A little bit. (laughs) I do what I want. Continue. You hear the call out over the radio counting down the explosion. And then all of a sudden you see this big ass fucking flash of light on the screen. And then about a half second later, you hear the explosion. Hmm. And then you just see this big ass ball of fire and you hear all the Marines fucking cheering and whooping and hollering. Yeah, because like that's like the best firework ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like there's fireworks, then there's that. And that's cooler. So 
If you're listening to this and you know the event that I'm talking about, this occurred in 2008 in Anbar Province, Iraq. If you know the event I'm talking about and you got a video of it, send it to me. Yeah, but still, that wasn't our problem. But here, no, it wasn't. But here's the thing: we knew they had fucking weapons that they normally would not have access to because we fucking gave it to them. Well, yeah, that, and you know, you know, they they could have traded with the Russians and got anything they wanted. I mean, they could have, yeah. But I mean, we gave them fucking Stinger missiles. We gave them fucking rifles. We gave them ammunition. We trained. We fucking trained them. We trained Osama bin Laden. Yes. And then proceeded to get the fuck out of Dodge when the Russians showed up. Yes. We fucking trained them to fight against the Russian invasion into Afghanistan in the 80s. Yeah. You know what? We lasted way longer than the Russians did. I'll tell you that. Yeah, we did. Holy shit. Oh, God. We had fathers and sons fighting side by side in this war. Yeah. Legitimately, that happened. Like, this was a this was a generational war. Yes. And, well, can't say war because we never declared the conflict. war. Generational conflict. But shouldn't have been in Iraq. Shouldn't have armed Syria. Shouldn't be arming you, you the Ukraine. No. Stop giving motherfuckers weapons. Stop giving them fucking money. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if we're seeing a pattern here, but every time we give another country weapons, it fucking backfires on us. You think? Like, stop it. Like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yeah. Stop it. You gave fucking Iraq weapons, had to go in there and take those motherfuckers back. You gave the Afghanis weapons and training, they fucking hit us. Stop it. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. I'm just waiting for Syrian rebels to come over here now. <laughs> and I'm like, well, check that one off the fucking list. Who's next? The, oh, the Ukraine. They'll find a way to get out of this war with fucking Russia and come over here and fuck with us. You know, and fucking, now we got to worry about China. Fuck China. Fuck China. Like, you got a billion people in your army. Cool. When's <laughs> the last time you were battle tested? I'll wait. Oh, not since World War fucking one. <laughs> Slam fire shotguns and bayonets. And 1911s. And 1911s. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> if it don't go nuclear, I ain't worried about it. Yeah. Um, if it goes nuclear, we're all fucked anyway. Well, yeah, Which actually, true. not really. Because, like, people make nuclear explosions out to be way more deadly than they actually are. Like, they're big. Well, I mean, you know, we've tested it. The Hiroshima bomb. Yeah. If if you were to set off the Hiroshima bomb at the intersection of uh, 35 and 75 in Rainsville, yeah. the explosion would not reach my house. Yeah, but that's really small. That's a really small one. Oh, yeah. But what, what I'm saying is, like, they're not, like, they're not world enders. No. We would have, every country that has nuclear weapons would have to launch every nuclear weapon they had. Yeah. To end the earth and everyone on it. Yeah. 
And even then, I'm not sure it would get every part of the Earth. No, then you would just have... Antarctica going to get real warm. <laughs> real fucking fast. No, then you, then you would just have a fallout scenario. Yeah. I would go to Antarctica because it's going to be a tropical paradise. I'm telling you, play the fallout games. But... You like Skyrim? Play fallout. They're like... They're, they're, they're powerful, but they're not fucking country enders. No. Like, if, if you drop one dead center of the United States, a lot of the United States is going to be fine. Yeah. If you drop one dead center of Russia, a whole lot of fucking Russia is going to be fine. Yeah. Because Russia, big. So, big Russia. Now, now, granted, a lot of it's inhabitable, but... <laughs> they'll be fine. Yeah. It might be habitable after that. <laughs> fucking warm it up a little bit. <laughs> fucking Siberia. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, <sighs> quit giving people shit. Yeah. Like, for one, I'm tired of funding foreign wars with my money. Yeah. If I'm going to fund a war, I want to fund one that I'm in. Like, d- right? <laughs> like, I didn't even join the fucking military. And I'm funding these fucking wars. Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck you. Like, if I don't get a chance to play with the cool shit, no one gets to play with the cool shit. <laughs> fuck off. Quit giving my money to fucking terrorists. I wonder, Eaton. I wonder if that would work. What? <laughs> just pull up Just pull up at Redstone. <laughs> like, hey, um, I'm just here to play around with some of the shit that I bought. Dude, I kind of want to. Well, not Redstone because Chemical Battalion. Oh, yeah. But bidding? Brag? Any of those fucking places? Yeah. They've got, they've yeah. got armories. Yeah. Like, I want to pull up like, I want to get an MRAP right fucking now. <laughs> no, Why? not an MRAP. I want to drive it. An MRAP is just a fucking glorified seven ton. I don't give a shit. I want to drive it. I want to drive that. I want to drive a tank. I want to get the fucking jet. Because <laughs> I paid for all them motherfuckers. Oh, y'all don't even have to do that. It's like... <laughs> Just pull up at the gate, and what's your business here? Well, I am an American taxpayer, and I want to see what my taxpayer dollars are going to, and I want to put hands on the shit that I'm paying for. Like, I guarantee you, I've paid for at least one 240. At least. At least. I want to shoot a 240. Like, I want to be on a fucking range by myself, just just fucking tearing it down. Give me a 240. Or a saw. I don't give a fuck. Give me an M16. I don't give a shit. It could be an A2. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't even think we use the saw anymore. I think we replaced it. Uh, Well, we're fixing to for sure because <laughs> they're going to new weapons. Yeah. Which are changing the cartridge too. Yeah. Which is going to be pretty dope because, you know, more 5.56 for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I've bought a weapon. I want to shoot it. I don't yeah. You better hand me something. We'll, t- we'll 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 make a trip up to Redstone next weekend. We'll test that out. Not Redstone. They don't have cool shit. Yes, they do. <laughs> they got an M4. I guarantee you, they have belt-fed machine guns on Redstone. They better. I'm gonna be pissed. I guarantee you, they do. I paid for that. I want to shoot it. We had belt-fed machine guns on Paris Island. Well, yeah, they had to keep you fuckers in. <laughs> he's running no he's not he's turning around we had belt fed machine guns on paris island of course they're going to have belt fed machine guns up there at redstone <sighs> yeah i want to i want to shoot something cool 
think they'll, you think they'll let me launch a missile? <laughs> Are we talking like a shoulder-fired rocket system or pushing a button? A button. <laughs> when I push a button, I want a million dollars to leave the fucking atmosphere when I push the button. Yeah, you can't do that. You had not paid that much in taxes. You don't know that. Yes, I, I do. I'll have to do the math on it. <laughs> if I'm close, I'm asking for it. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. You ain't even got to put anything explosive in it. I don't give a fuck. I just want to see the motherfucker go. That's all I want. You you just want to shoot a dud rocket? I don't give a shit. You could put me in a fucking F-14 if you still have one, and I'll shoot a Sidewinder. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Give me something. Oh, my God. All right. That's a good place to end it right there. (laughs) Yeah, Sidewinder missiles. Sidewinder missiles. Again, a big shout-out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. This has been Two Beards Talk, and I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Matt Lasser. Thanks for listening, everybody.